the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. And it's another day, isn't it? It's another day. And, you know, what are you doing this day? What is this day? Are, did you wake up this morning and just, you know, before your feet hit the ground, did you say, thank you, Lord, for giving me another day? And maybe you're just going through a really trying time. Maybe maybe there's just struggles ab- above and beyond what all America is doing and, and the world is watching. But maybe you are just having those struggles. Maybe you're going through a real trying time. And during the holidays, it is very difficult. Either you're on that side where you're needing to be with people or um, you know some people that need to be with people. Please make yourself available on either count. Make yourself available so no one has to celebrate and be alone for the holidays. You know, if there's an empty seat at your table, invite somebody in. Invite somebody in. Just ask the Lord to reveal to you, who is it that doesn't have a place to sit this Thanksgiving? And I know we've got COVID. I know. It's 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 quieter now. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? It's a little quieter now about about COVID. But, you know, we still have to be careful and, and do things the right way. But nobody should be eating a meal alone on Thanksgiving. And maybe you have that empty seat. And um, I'm hoping that you take the time to to do that. Take caution, but you still need to open up and and be godly and to love thy neighbor and look for that opportunity to just be there for someone else. We're called to do that, aren't we? So I have a an article, I guess you call it an article, and this one's by Billy Graham. Everybody knows who Billy Graham is, at least I think so. And it's titled Be Thankful in All Things and How Appropriate Right Now. I don't know about you, but when I am feeling just really stressed, when I am feeling like, oh, my word, I know right now, everybody's kind of feeling that way. But when you're feeling that way, the only thing that I know is going to get me out of that is by thanking the Lord for all the things that are going right or all the things that we're thankful for that we're blessed with. So are you thankful no matter what? Are you? Are you thankful no matter what? Perhaps you've lost your job recently as the economy has continued to struggle, or you may have lost your health or a loved one. Such circumstances can be tremendously difficult. But even so, we all have much to be thankful for. Look with me at the story of a man who had every right to be bitter, but wasn't. The next footsteps in the corridor he knew might be those of the guards taking him away to his execution. His only bed was the hard, cold stone floor of the dark, cramped prison cell. Not an hour passed when he was free from the constant irritation of the chains and the pain of the iron 
cutting into his wrists and legs, separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated. If ever a person had a right to complain, it was this man, languishing, almost forgotten, in a harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. The man was the Apostle Paul, a man who had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in the midst of great adversity. Earlier, when he had been imprisoned in Rome, Paul wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you want to look for this scripture, it's Ephesians five nineteen and 20. Ephesians is one of my favorites, my favorites in the Bible. Think of it, always giving thanks for everything, no matter the circumstances. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul was not a once a year celebration, but a daily reality that changed his life and made him a joyful person in every situation. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks to God for all his blessings, should be one of the most distinctive marks of the believer in Jesus Christ. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our heart and chill our relationship with God and with others. Nothing turns us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more quickly than an ungrateful heart, and nothing will do more to restore contentment and the joy of our salvation than a true spirit of thankfulness. Today, ingratitude and thanklessness are far too common. Children forget to thank their parents for all that they do. Children, listen up. Common courtesy is scorned. We take for granted the ways that others help us. Above all, we fail to thank God for his blessings. Ingratitude is a sin. As surely as a lying or stealing or immorality or any other sin condemned by the Bible, one of the Bible's indictments against rebellious humanity is that although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. Romans one twenty one. An ungrateful heart is a heart that is cold toward God and indifferent to his mercy and love. It is a heart that has forgotten how dependent we are on God for everything. From one end of the Bible to the other, we are commanded to be thankful. In fact, thankfulness is the natural outflowing of a heart that is attuned to God. The psalmist declared, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Paul wrote, be thankful. A spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. Why should we be thankful? Why should you be thankful? Because God has blessed us, and we should be thankful for each blessing. If you're not driving right now, and you're just sitting or working around the house or whatever you're doing, I want you to take a moment. And why don't you just take a moment and think about all the things that you're blessed with. Think about things that you're thankful for. And why don't you out loud verbalize it? Just take a moment to just give yourself that inventory Because no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's happening in your life that is negative, that it's not good, there's positive happening. And sometimes we get so caught up in the negative that we forget all the blessings that we have. And if we don't take the time right now, why not? 
if we don't take the time right now to just count, let's just do, I don't know, I like the number seven. So take just seven things that you're thankful for. Seven things that you're blessed with. When you wake up in the morning and you have another day, be thankful for it. When you have your health, there's so many that don't right now, especially. But you, if you have your health, if your family has their health, having a family, having people to sit at your table, to eat with, special, very special. Thank God for the material blessings that he gives you. We seem never to be satisfied with what we have. Rich or poor, healthy or sick, but what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have had been given to us by God. King David prayed, wealth and honor come from you. We give you thanks and praise, your glorious name. Everything comes from you. First Chronicles 29, 12, 14, NIV version. Are you constantly preoccupied with what you do not have? Or have you learned to thank God for what you do have? That's one sentence, actually two, with two question marks. There's two questions there. And this could be the answer to your sadness, your depression. Just answering this and changing just minorly your thinking, your belief system can change the outcome of how you are, how you feel, what you think. And our minds and our hearts, there is so much power in that. I'm going to take a moment right now to say thank you. This is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go there. When you go there, I want you to connect with me. This show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Because in my 60 odd years of life, I've realized that those words have so much meaning. They encompass so much of what life lessons and our journey are all about. And so when I was thinking about what to call the show, and when I was thinking about what am I going to talk about, this is what the Lord revealed to me is that our Lord is a Lord of re's. And what I mean by that is re-words, re. And re stands for second time around, second chances. So maybe you could thank the Lord right now for your second. Maybe it's your third, maybe your fourth chance. Because you know what? God's not done with you yet. And as long as we have breath, we have hope. So no matter where you are in your life, I'm hoping this encourages and inspires you to maybe think differently, to maybe grasp one thing out of what's being said in this show that's going to change your life. And if you change your life, if you take care of this person in the mirror, meaning you, when you actually focus on working on you, the relationships that are closest to you and even further away from you are going to also change because change happens starting with you. And your change happens by your belief system, how you think, what you believe. When I look at the political situation right now and I hear how people are thinking and what they're believing, and I'm, I'm so on the other side so often, and I'm thinking, how can they believe that? And how can they think that? And they're thinking, how can she believe that? And how can she think that? And it's pretty amazing that we can be so far off or so far different. And the reality is what we believe is our reality, not necessarily truth, but reality. So this is the Sufri show. 
I want to thank those that are listening from San Diego. Thank you, San Diegans, so much for listening on K-Praise. And also 98.3 in Ventura, the Venturians, uh, The Word. Thank you, KUHL, Secular Station, up in Santa Maria, going up to San Luis Obispo. It's nice that we're syndicated and here on 99.5 KKLA. All of these stations have thought that it was important to have the show on, and I am so grateful and thankful and humbled to be part of your today. And my prayer for you is that you hear God's words, the message from the Lord that is going to you know, impart into your heart and make a change in your heart. You know, I thought at the beginning of 2020, it is vision. It's perfect vision. 2020, right? Oh, this is the year 2020, perfect vision. And I'm like looking at now going, wow, what is it that I'm actually really seeing? What is the vision that we're seeing? And I am seeing loyalties. I am seeing where the cream of the crop are coming to the top. I am seeing where people take their attitudes and they have a choice on how they handle or how they think. And what's going to catapult them to the next level is their belief, their thinking, and understanding if they have a relationship with our Heavenly Father changes so many things. And those that lack confidence, I'm praying for them to get the confidence. And their confidence comes from where? Our confidence does not come from us. Our confidence comes from our experiences, overcoming our perseverance. And our confidence comes knowing who we are in Christ. That's where our confidence comes from. And if we're feeling unworthy, if we're feeling not confident, if we're feeling like we don't matter, ask the Lord to reveal to you your importance and your value in him because he sent his only son to die for you. If he was only for you, he died. He sent his son to die for you. I want you to take that in because I think that is life changing because your life matters. Your choices in this life matter. They matter to you. They matter the ripple effect. Everybody that comes in contact, everybody that your life affects and understand this, that your life does affect many people. And by not answering the silent treatment, you are responding. Is it really the way you want to respond? I don't know. Only you know, and the Lord knows. Somebody needed to hear that because that was empowering Uh, to hear what was just said. And that was from the Lord. And so I hope those that heard it, that had favor, and they heard that, I'm hoping that it's not just going to go on deaf ears. I am hoping that you heard it. Something kind of happened when you heard what was said. And if you don't remember, hit rewind. I'm from old school. Go back in your podcast and listen again. Okay, because there's something there for you. There's a golden nugget there for you. Listen to what it's saying. Take it in and not leave it there. Because change doesn't happen by listening only. Change happens when you take action. When you take it in and say, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change something in my belief system or in my actions that's going to change the outcome of this scenario. And how many of you want to change in your scenario So yes, I believe 2020 is vision. It's perfect vision. And it's up to us to get that clear vision so that we can get this handled. Let's get this all handled right now in 2020, okay? We've got a little time left. 
So let's focus on that perfect vision. Let's, let's really fine-tune focus on it. And let's make the changes we need to make. Write them down and make these changes within yourself. Do what you have to do. Listen to podcasts. Listen, read your Bible. Ask the Lord to change your heart from the inside out. To change your belief system, to think more like him. Go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, com. Go there and push the button that says, I am. Push that button and hopefully you've got a printer and print out those three pages of free I am's and read those. Read them day, read them night and understand who you are in Christ. It will be life changing for you. That was good stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Thank God for the people in your life. This is interesting. and I'm going to stop just for a second because we had a staff meeting yesterday and I love to be bring biblical principles into the workplace. And in my staff meeting, I have seven key reports that key, that report to me. And in this, one of the persons were feeling very much like they were inadequate, like they weren't handling their management. They weren't handling their people well enough because they weren't getting the results that they wanted. How many of us feel like that, right? Whether it's motherhood, fatherhood, sisterhood, spousehood, whatever it is in your life where you feel like you're just not making it happen. You know, maybe you're just not seeing it right. Maybe, maybe you could just, I don't know. So in this situation, we were, we were in this, in the situation. And what we realized is that we need to focus on those that really want to be teachable. We want to focus on those that really have a heart for loyalty and wanting to do better because not everybody does. That's just a rude fact. Not everybody strives. Not everybody wants to get better and be better and do better. I, for me, it's beyond my comprehension that somebody doesn't want to strive for better. But there are people that are completely fine with how they are and, and everything. So thank God for the people in your life. And I mean all people. You know why? Because certain things are revealed to you by the relationships that you have. And the hardest one is our marriages, right? In, in marriage, it's like, whew, that's a tough one. Parenting's probably second, I would say, as far as us learning, you know, what's good about how we do things and reactionary, which ones are, you know, pushing those buttons and what are those buttons and how can I fix those buttons to not be pushed so easily, right? I mean, that, that might be it right there. All these things, think about it, write them down. Ask people to give you an evaluation, people that you trust and people that are safe, but ask them to be honest with you because let's get this right in 2020 so we can move into 21 with this stuff handled. Wouldn't that be great to be able to do that? It is so easy to take people for granted or even to complain and become angry because they do not meet our every wish, but we need to give thanks for those around us, our spouse our children, our relatives, our friends, and others who help us in some way. Help us in some way. Do you let others know that you appreciate them and are thankful for them? The Christians in Corinth were far from perfect. But Paul began his first letter to them by saying, I always thank God for you. When a group of believers, whom Paul had never met, came out to greet him as he approached Rome, we read that at the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. Thank God for those who touch your life. Can you write a list? 
Who are they? Do they know that they've touched your life? Do those people know that they've touched your life? I am so guilty of this. I'm so guilty of not, not thanking enough, not appreciating enough. I don't know if I'd ever arrive because can you ever do that too much? Can you? Seriously, can you love them? Can you love too much? Can you appreciate too much? I know I can drink too much coffee, but as far as emotionally feeding and encouraging and inspiring people, can you say thank you enough? Can you say I'm sorry at all? Can you say I'm sorry enough? These are really good questions. I'm liking it. How about you? Thank God in the midst of trials and even persecution. Are you kidding me? We're required to do this, you know. We're, we're supposed to thank God for our miserableness, for our heartache, for everything, our health, for whether it's good or not good. We're supposed to give thanks to God in all things. That's not easy. How about people that are persecuting you? How about that? We're supposed to give thanks to that? I know that he also says to pray for our enemies. Are we doing that? Oh, heck. Do you have any enemies? Do you? I am finding that the more persecution I get and the more attack I get, I, the only thing that keeps me going is knowing that I'm doing something according to God's will because he tells us that there will be opposition when you are fighting the good fight. Are you fighting the good fight? Is there opposition? And do we give thanks in that? Do we give thanks enough? Those are the questions. What are your answers? Because I'm asking the questions and I can't hear your answers. This is a one-sided conversation we're having right now, right? I would love for you to talk to me and you can do that by going to Sufri's, spelt like fries, one word.com. I want you to go there and connect with me. Go there and tell me what's going on. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me if you need prayer. I have a gentleman that's in the penitentiary in uh, Lompoc and he writes me letters and he listens to the show every week. And I just read two of his letters because he sends them to the station. So I actually get, they call it fan mail. It's not really fan mail, but I appreciate that I'm getting this correspondence and this communication. And I have to tell you, Randy, that I'm so thankful for your letters. They're well-written. Um, I'm thankful that you're thankful that you have the show to listen to and that the Lord is speaking through me. Um, it inspires me and encourages me to keep going. And so I thank you for that. I don't know if you can see the Facebook, but I know that you are listening to the broadcast. And so for that, I am thankful. I'm thankful for you. And I'm, I am praying for you and your daughter. And, uh, you know, maybe someday we'll get to meet. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I really appreciate you reaching out and writing and, and all of that. It's very nice. And if you'd like to do that, too, I would love it. I would so love it. Um, but the email on the Sufri site, if you go there and you connect with me there, I'm the only one that reads those. So you can, you know, you understand that there's nobody reading it but me. So you can be as natural and uh, transparent as you want to be, as vulnerable as you want to be. And I would be happy to pray for you. So I just want to let you know that because this show is about encouraging and inspiring you. I have to tell you, I listen to these shows after the fact because I feel the Lord talks to me when I listen to the show after the fact. Because when you're in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to, to take everything in that's happening. So we're going to take a, a brief break and we'll be back with part two right after this brief break. 
Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. We are hiring, and we need people. But we don't need just anybody. We need the right people to fill the right position. So if you are licensed in Branch 2, Branch 3, and if you're licensed, you know what I'm talking about, uh, we really, really, really want to talk to you. We have seven offices. We're coming from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, and we would love to talk with you and see if there's a career opening for you. I need about 20 people right now. Uh, yeah, 20 people. Can you believe that? And so God is good, and we've got a lot of work on the board, and we just need to get going and, and get ready for 2021. It's going to be great. So thank you so much, Ecola, Termite and Pest Control. And listen, if you're thinking about advertising and you're a business and you're not sure, um, give me a call. Reach me at Sufries, spelt like fries, and I'll be happy to talk to you about the possibilities. And you could try it out here on this show. It's very inexpensive. And then once it works, which I think it will, especially if we talk about it and figure it out, and then I can connect you to the uh, advertising rep that I am working with, and he can get you on other stations or or help you move forward in that. But you got to start somewhere, and this is like a, a toe in the water just to get started, and we'll see how it goes, okay? So I hope you uh, reach out and take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. All right. If you need termite pest control, we're here for you. Rodent exclusions. We do insulation. There's a lot of things that we do. We'd love to have your business. So trust us, call us, and we'll be there for you. 
Anyway, so we're talking about being thankful, and this is part two of that. And so this part is thank God in the midst of trials and even persecution. And in uh, the first show, I I talked about that a little bit, so I'm going to keep going. We draw back from difficulties, yet not one of us is exempt from some kind of trouble. In many parts of the world, it is dangerous even to be a Christian because of persecution. You know, I can't imagine that. Can you? Can you imagine that? I don't want that ever, ever, ever. I don't want that. And yet in the midst of those trials, we can thank God because we know that he has promised to be with us and that he will help us. We know that he can use times of suffering to draw us closer to him. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Okay, I know this firsthand. I don't know if you do. I'm sure if you're you know, over the age of 15, you've had a little bit of this, but as you get to be, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, you get a lot of perseverance, don't you? And, uh, what I found in this, I will just tell you, there were times when I thought it was the end of the world. When there was something adversity I was facing, I thought it was the end of the world and because I had never gone down this path before. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to get past this. And maybe you're in that right now. But what I realized being 60 something now is that when I get through whatever that is, not being familiar with it before, it's a new a new journey. But once I get through that, I realized that I had more strength and uh, I don't want to say more power. It's just that it the the other side become more powerless because I felt like the faith that I had earned or got from what I've been through before gave me the strength and the perseverance to understand we'll get through this one too. We'll get through this because I got through that. And I thought that I would never be able to get past that, but I did get past it. And in getting past that, it gives you the strength and the courage to endure whatever's you're facing now. So that's perseverance, isn't it? It's building that perseverance to know that you got through that. Now, parents, I want you to pay attention to this because sometimes as parents, we want to keep our children from feeling pain and suffering. And are we stealing them the right or the way of understanding that they too are empowered? And if they don't go through the fire, if they don't have any difficulties to go through because we're making it easy on them, what happens is, is when you're not there and you can't help them, they have a more difficult time because they don't realize they've got it. They've got it because they hadn't gone through the fire before. Does that make sense? Is that we need to allow our children to fall down and skin their knee. And even more than that, we need to let our kids have heartbreak. Oh, I hate that. But we have to let it happen because they need to build up that strength and that confidence and that understanding that I was talking about before. And that we can do a disservice to our children. We're to train them up in the way they shall go so they won't depart from it. But even sometimes our kids do depart for a time. And there is hope in this because where there is breath, there's hope. And if you've trained them to a certain time, you understand that they've got it. They've got it in there. It might be overlapping with some other thought process or belief system, but it's in there. And understand, have, stand in faith and belief that they will come back. Okay? So someone needed to hear that. Thank you, God. Praise Jesus. So with that, when the prophet Daniel learned that evil men 
were plotting against him to destroy him. He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. The Bible commands, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul declared, you will even be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. Are you living in the light? That was Colossians 1 through 12. I don't know what trials you may be facing right now, but God does. He loves you and is with you by his Holy Spirit. Cultivate a spirit of thankfulness, even in the midst of trials and heartaches. God has given us the greatest gift of all, his son, who died on the cross and rose again so that we, you, me, I can know him personally and spend eternity with him in heaven. Are you a believer? Do you understand that? Thank God, especially for his salvation in Jesus Christ. God has given us the greatest gift of all, his son, who died on the cross and rose again so that we can know him personally and spend eternity with him in heaven. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That's 2 Corinthians 9.15 in IV version. The Bible tells us that we are separated from God because we have sinned. We're separated when we sin. But God loves us. He loves you. He loves me. And he wants us to be part of his family forever. He loves us so much that he sent his only son into the world to die as a perfect sacrifice for our sins, for your sins, for my sins. All we need to do is reach out in faith and accept Christ as our Savior and Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only son that who so ever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life in John three sixteen in IV version. Have you opened your heart to Jesus Christ? If not, turn to him with a simple prayer of repentance and faith and thank him for what he has done for you. And if you do know, how long has it been since you thanked God for your salvation? We should not let a day go by without thanking God for his mercy and his grace to us in Jesus Christ. Thank God for his continued presence and power in your life. When we come to Christ, it is not the end, but the beginning of a whole new life. He is with us and he wants to help us follow him and his word. Do you believe that? It's the beginning. When you receive the Lord, that's just the beginning. Some people think, okay, I've, I, I've been there, done that, I, you know, and then what? Right? But it's the beginning. That's the first step. That's the baby step, and it's a huge step. I used to tell my children, it is the number one decision you can make is your relationship with your Lord. The number one decision you make is that. In ourselves, we do not have the strength that we need to live the way God wants us to live. But when we turn to him, we discover that it is God who works in us 
to will and to act according to his good purpose. That's Philippians 2.13. Jesus promised his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he's with us always. You understand that he's with you. He's walking with you. He's there all the time with you. So you don't have to have this huge prayer. You can talk to him just like you're talking to a person. You don't have to be special with arts and thous and, you know, all of that. I want you to understand that, that it's a conversation you have. He knows how you speak. He knows your language. He knows all languages. Isn't that amazing? But he knows. He knows your heart. He knows every hair on your head. He knows you, but he wants to have a relationship. He knows you, but you need to know him. A special day is set aside each year for Thanksgiving, but the Christian every day can be a day of Thanksgiving as we are always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.20 NIV. There's Ephesians again. I love Ephesians. You should read that. If you haven't read that book and really just taken it in, it's a really great book. Do you know the joy of a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ? If you turn to God, he can take away your bitterness and give you the spirit of true thankfulness. So how many of you, if you raised your hand, would say that you have unforgiveness, you are bitter, you're angry, you're mad? How many of you out there are in that world? How many? Is it you? Are you bitter about something that's happened in your life, about how somebody's treated you or done something wrong to you? You've been wronged. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. You know what the Lord says? He says that we're to forgive. And in the measure you forgive, you too shall be forgiven. Think about that. So if you have unforgiveness, if you are mad at somebody else and you're not forgiving them, that's like you drinking poison expecting somebody else to die. I know you've heard that before, but take that in for a second. Okay, like I said, this is 2020, perfect vision, right? So if that's you, if you're facing that, if that's you right now, then what are you going to do about it? Okay. You have a choice. That's the beauty of this whole thing is that you're not a robot. You have a heart, you have a mind. God gave you that. And so use it, please use it and use it to where you can have a better life because you're not hurting anybody but yourself. And I, in the past, have talked about my father and how my father treated me and how, you know, it just wasn't the greatest father-daughter relationship. And then I I also shared with you my stepfather, who was an alcoholic, and how he he took me out of the family because I was a believer. And on his dying bed, he wanted to reconcile. He wanted to have a relationship with me. And I had a decision to make on whether I was going to stay and hold on to my hurt and my anger, or was I going to just, you know, forgive him and be released of that prison, that bondage, so that I could live a full life. And once he's gone, you know, as long as there's breath, there's hope, right? So once that person has that last breath, there is no going back. You know, how many of us say, I wish I would have, should have, could have? And it's too late. So there's a message in that, isn't there? Is there somebody in your life right now that you're angry and bitter with? And if that person, 
you need to free yourself. Forget that person. Free yourself of this because you're in bondage. Hear the Lord out. Hear me out. The Lord spoke this so strong to me so many years ago. And once I got it and I chose in my head, I didn't feel it in my heart. I chose it in my head that I was going to forgive this person that didn't deserve it. That person did not deserve my forgiveness at all. But I had to make a change. I had to think about it, make a choice that I was going to forgive that person in my brain. My heart wasn't there yet, but it's a choice we make with our brain and say, I'm choosing to forgive that person, even though that person doesn't deserve it. I'm choosing to forgive that person. And in me doing that, it broke those chains of bondage. It broke this to where I didn't have to be bitter anymore. And I could get, I could be filled with his Holy Spirit and I could feel and sense his spirit upon me to where I could be what he wanted me to be. And I'm saying that not so that you think anything different about me. It's just my personal experience with my heavenly father. But what I'm saying is, is does any of this resonate with you? And if it does, why not fix that and change that right now? Why wait? We don't have a promise of tomorrow. You only have right now. And that's the truth. So make a choice. Don't let this just, don't just hear this and just go on your merry way. If this is you, if you need to make a change, don't wait. God say now. He's saying, get with me now. I want you now, my son, my daughter. I want you to be part of my family. Wow, that was good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The power of a thankful heart. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This isn't Ephesians. This is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18. I love that. I'm going to memorize that one. You're listening to the Sue Free Show, and I'm so thankful to be right here right now. And you know, I get ministered to just like you do when you listen to this podcast. Me speaking this and and going through this is ministering to me. So thank you. Thank you that I get to be here with you. It is not always easy to give thanks, but this is the very thing we must do in order to see God's will accomplished in our lives. This is how we move into higher realms of faith for ourselves, for our city, and for our nation. We need that right now, don't we? Thanksgiving has great power to bring joy and break the power of the enemy. Do you want to be part of that? Do you want to break the power of the enemy? I so do. We already have. Victory is ours. In Jesus' name. Whenever you give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy loses a big battle in your life. That's so true. When you give thanks in the midst of difficulty, you bring pleasure to God's heart. He is looking for Christians who live in a realm of praise and thanksgiving where the enemy no longer has an ability to hold or manipulate that person. Oh, thank you, God. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness during difficulty is a sacrifice pleasing to God. Did you hear that? I heard that. I'm making a mental note. I'm starting with my head. I'm making a mental choice that I want Satan defeated. How about you? I want him defeated when we have a thankful heart because thankfulness during difficulty is a sacrifice pleasing to God. Satan is defeated when we have a thankful heart. 
Are you thankful? Are you thankful for your present circumstances, no matter what they are? Are you thankful for your salvation, your friendships, and your job? Thankfulness is a key to your life. It is the key that turns your situation around because it changes you. Changes you. Changes you. Your outlook and your attitude. There is power in a thankful heart. Wow. I'm loving this. Thanksgiving brings contentment. Begin to thank God for all the blessings he has given you instead of dwelling on the negative. Did you hear that? Discontent dries up the soul. Paul, who was able to say that he had learned contentment no matter what the circumstances. His circumstances when he wrote that, prison. No easy lesson, but great gain, which is the sum of godliness plus contentment. Look at the example of Jesus. He followed the will of his father to the very end. He obeyed without complaint. Paul says that we should have the same attitude. Jesus made himself nothing and took on the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. We also are to have the same attitude with a humble and thankful acceptance of God's will for our lives. Offer God a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. The Duke of Wellington was the great British military leader who regretted that he had not learned the secret of praise during his lifetime. He had many great accomplishments and even defeated Napoleon. He was a brilliant and demanding man, and when he was older, he realized that there were areas in his life that needed to change. In his old age, a woman asked him this question. What would you do differently if you had your life to live over again? He thought carefully and said, I would give more praise. This is a lesson for all of us. If we would learn to be people of praise and thanksgiving all the days of our lives, it would be a great accomplishment. David said, in Psalms one sixteen seventeen, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Let each of us seek to have an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving, rising to a new level of holiness in our lives. Here are three ways to practice an attitude of thankfulness in everyday life. Are you ready? One, thank and praise God for everything in your life. Thank him for even the difficulties. It is a sacrifice to do this, but he can turn troubles to triumph through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Don't allow yourself to complain about anything during the difficult times. Be very careful to watch your tongue. Instead of complaining, think of ways you can verbally offer God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Don't compare yourself with others. Don't wish that your life was different. God knows what is best. The Bible says having a thankful heart is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When we begin to thank God for what we have, rather than comparing ourselves with others, it opens the door for God's blessings. And here's a saying from Rick Warren. God smiles when we praise and thank him continually. Few things feel better than receiving heartfelt praise and appreciation from someone else. God loves it too. An amazing thing happens when we offer praise and thanksgiving to God. When we give God enjoyment, our own hearts are filled with joy. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. How many of us need to be reminded to not be anxious? especially right now. Below are some broad and general blessings that you may have overlooked. Wisdom. Through life, we have so many opportunities to grow as a person and gain greater awareness and understanding of ourselves and the world around us. Service, protection, rest, healing, health, guidance, purpose, free will. These are things that we should count our blessings. Are you grateful for your life? Blessings you may be overlooking. I'm going to end there um, with this and maybe continue on down the road uh, next week or something. But I just want to say that uh, at the very beginning of the first part of the show, I was telling everybody, and I want to remind you again, that I want you to really pray to God to give you a thankful heart and for you to verbally voice thankfulness and praise to those that you come in contact with. A little story about my staff meeting yesterday is that when we were going around the table and my key reports and understanding who those loyal people are and and whatnot, like I was saying before, is you, you need to know who those are around you and who you can really invest in and have them grow. There was one person who's been with us a long time and another manager was noticing body language and just started praising her about all the things she's doing right. And you should have seen the difference in her body language in that at that table. And I just want to say we all need that. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you, and thank you for being part of this show. Bye for now. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.